0: Hi everyone, this is Anna, and you're listening to my podcast on heaven and hell. Welcome back to the summer reading plan. We are wrapping up this section today on chapters 9 through 11. We're wrapping it up today and tomorrow um chapters 9 through 11 all belong together because they answer that essential question we've been talking about for days what about the jews what about god's promise to israel how does it all fit in with the gospel message so today we will read romans 11 verses 1 through 12 and tomorrow we'll finish chapter 11 this chapter was really hard to split into two sections. So if you haven't read it yet. I would read the whole chapter. And it was hard because Paul. Um, he begins the chapter telling us about. This remnant of Israel. And then he takes a break to address the Gentiles. But then he comes back to his. Original topic. So if I could have like said. Okay let's read the beginning and the end today. And then let's read the middle part tomorrow. Um, I would have. But it would have been weird. So um, we're going to just we're breaking it in half and we're reading verses one, What did I say? Verses one through 12 today. And um, this is another good opportunity. I've been saying that every day. This is a good opportunity to practice blah, blah, blah. But um, today is a really good opportunity to use this big scholarly Bible study word. And um, you can use this word and impress people, except that we pray that when we read the Bible, it would humble us and help us to love others more. So I guess you just have to keep it to yourself. Or if you say it, it can't be because you're trying to impress people. Okay, anyways, the word is um, the meta, I can't even say it, the meta narrative. Um, I know that I've talked about it here on the podcast before that when we study the Bible, something we should ask ourselves is, Everything that we read, how does it fit into the big picture of the Bible? I think I might have said it yesterday. Well, the fancier word for big picture is the meta narrative. And a meta narrative is like an overarching account of events and circumstances or stories, an overarching story of stories um, that provides a pattern that explains how all the smaller stories um, it encompasses, how they all connect. Was that? Clear as mud for you guys. Um, Let's use this section to figure it out. So if we could summarize the entire Bible in four words, it could be creation, the fall, redemption, and restoration. That's the big picture. That's the big story. That's the meta narrative. And every story in the Bible fits somewhere into those four words. Sometimes you'll read a story and it shows all four themes from beginning to end. But sometimes you read a story and it's just like the um, redemption part or it's just the fall. Um, so very quickly, let's do an Old Testament example just for fun. And I'm going to go really fast. Um, the Old Testament account of Ruth. It's a whole book, four chapters. If you haven't read it, you should read it. You could read it today in one sitting. It's a great example of this, um, a smaller story telling the bigger story. Sorry, I said I was going to go fast. Okay, so the book of Ruth tells us about Elimelech and Naomi, a husband and wife, and they have two sons, and we'll loosely call this creation because this is like the beginning of the story. They move to Moab because of a famine, but the, and they stay there long enough that the sons end up marrying marrying Moabite women. Without getting too deep here, we're going to call this the fall because of the idolatry that was going on in Moab and because of the rules um, with marrying women who served other gods. So um, we're going to call that the fall. And then the dad dies and the sons die. And one of the daughters-in-law, Ruth, says that she wants to go back with Naomi to the homeland. Um, And she goes back and she ends up marrying their next of kin, Boaz, who the Bible literally calls her kinsman redeemer. So that is the redemption part of this story. Then in the end, we find out that Ruth becomes King David's great grandmother, which means that she's in the family tree of Jesus. That's restoration. So we saw all four themes in just the story of Ruth. Now in Romans, even in just the past two or three chapters, we've seen all four. Again, Romans has described God's relationship with Israel all the way back to how he made a covenant with Abraham that's creation the past two chapters have told us about Israel's rejection of God that's the fall we've also read about the gospel message how anyone who believes in Jesus will not be put to shame that's redemption and in chapter 11 I'm going to in chapter 11 I'm going to s- cheat and skip to a verse at the end, but verse 26 says, and in this way, all of Israel will be saved. That's restoration. So that was just one example. I think we could probably use other examples from Romans and probably once we get to the end of the book of Romans, we'll see how It tells the whole story, the meta-narrative as well. But that was just very quickly how we see those four themes play out just over the past few chapters in Romans. So I thought that was cool. Um, We also learned some really great and amazing things about God in this chapter. And um, there are going to be a few scriptures that confirm even more what we've already learned about him in the book of Romans. I love chapter 11, verse 1. It says, Has God rejected his people? No, Paul throws it back to Elijah when he was at his lowest and he thought he was all alone and God told him, I have 7,000 prophets who haven't bowed their knee to Baal and you don't even know anything about that. I'm paraphrasing. Um, what this shows us about God is that, number one, he hasn't rejected his people. That's a great truth to cling to. But number two, that his ways are so much higher than our ways. His knowledge is greater than our knowledge. Actually, it points us to a scripture at the end of chapter 11 that I'm going to go ahead and share with you. And then I'm going to get off of here before I accidentally teach this whole chapter. 1133 says, Oh, the depth of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments. How inscrutable his ways. His ways are higher than our ways. And that's good news for all of us.